folks we're back with another edition of the red white podcast members edition here to talk about the nonsense that is happening right now with nc state basketball here with me is matt co matt how are you i am doing great outside of this news yeah so i I told you i was dealing with a scam i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little story real quick all right so i bought some AirPod Pros on Reddit. There's a subreddit, Apple Swap. People sell Apple shit. And I already had a pair. They're great. I've had them for a couple of years now. The transparency mode's kind of not working its way. So I was like, man, I got some new ones. And saw this guy selling them, whatever, bought them. There's a couple of red flags started popping up. He, you know, sent me the wrong tracking number. And then it was you know, two weeks later. He's like, Oh yeah. You know, it's slow out of my town. The box shows up with a two, two day priority mail. So he, you know, forgot to ship them or whatever. No big deal. I get them and immediately open the box. And I'm like, look legit. It's wrapped in plastic, you know, brand new. I pull them out. And I'm like, these are lighter. These are lighter than what I would expect or what I was expecting. Because I, I had a pair, so I, I knew this. And I put them in, and I was like, all right, open them up. Sure, if they're fake, they won't pop up a little message on your phone that, hey, your AirPods, and connect them. Sure as shit. Went through the whole process. It looks like, it looked exactly like the other AirPods. It, it was the, the same thing, same controls with noise cancellation and transparency mode. And I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're aware of how they work, but it was I just... Yeah, identical, man. Like the menus were exactly like you would expect. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe they're just lighter. And I turn them on. And transparency mode is what I use a lot because, you know, whatever, walking the dog and I like to hear what's going on. And I put them in and it was late last night and I could I could hear like a fan running. I'm like, took them off and there's nothing in my office really running. Maybe a computer in the background, but nothing that loud. And that was like the clue to me that something's not right. So the, as I'm thinking, like either they're fake or they're just not working. Right. And I was, I checked all the websites and did all the things that said, you know, if they do this and they're, you know, they're legit. And if it does this they're legit and they, it passed all those checks. But I'm like, this transparency is not working. So I'm comparing it to mine, comparing it to my wife's. And I was like, all right, this is this is weird. Like, I think these are fake. There's a couple other things with the box, like the stickers weren't aligned on the box. That's some stuff like Apple doesn't miss those little details. And I was like, all right. So I call Apple support. They're like, hey, you take them in and look at it. And I, oh, I hand the guy the box and let him unwrap it the same way I did. And he pulls them out and he's like, yep, they're fake before he even pulls them out. And he like, <laughs> he looked at the, the hinge. So if you open the case and like hold it sideways, the app, the the real ones, the hinge will almost always snap back like right away. It'll fall closed. And this one, it stayed open. And I knew that the hinge was a little too snappy. And then, like there's some other things like the writing, the font was a little darker on one than the other. And the hinge wasn't like polished, like just little details. But these things, they sounded exactly like the other ones. They were, I mean, the functionality was 
almost identical other than the transparency mode not working. I could switch between my Apple devices. And so I asked the guys, like, how does this happen? Like, it's supposed to have this chip in there. And he's like, yeah, well, they, you know, suppliers leak out, um, you know, schematics and chips. And, you know, I can't confirm that this has happened, but, you know, they could pretty much copy these things. And I'm thinking, wow. And then he says, they're not the best copies I've seen. It's probably seven out of 10. I'm like, I'm thinking, what are 10 out of 10s? Because these things had me fooled and confused. And I'm like, what in the world's going on? And like, did the guy know he was selling me fake ones? Did he not? It's like, I think he did. Cause when I asked for his address to send him back, he sent me a California address that came from Georgia. And then, you know, PayPal was pretty quick about my dispute. They gave my money back right away. And so, so it's not a problem. So now I got to like send these things back. And I, I didn't, I didn't tell the guy, I just said, Hey, they're not working right. And I didn't tell him, Hey, I know these are fake. I just, I don't want to start that drama. So I'm trying to figure out like, what, what do I do? Do I send them back? Somebody else is going to get scammed. Like you would have to have a pair to know that these weren't, weren't real. I could hand them to somebody else and they'd be like, Oh, great. These are great. And they yeah. would have no idea. And to me, just, it is mind blowing that they can make that good of copies right now. Like I just never expected it. I thought fakes will be garbage fakes. These were spot on. Is this like a metaphor for the current coaching situation? It, it Yeah, exactly. Should be right. We're spotting <laughs> fake coaches. So anyway, I, I wanted to share that because I made Matt wait for way too long for me to record this podcast, but that's, that's a nonsense I was dealing with today. Look, you get what you pay for, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so yes, bringing this back to NC state basketball, do we have a knockoff basketball coach? I don't know. I don't know. The rumors, the rumors are Manny Bates is transferred. We had talked about it earlier this year that, Manny Bates' possibility to the NBA draft. He was going to get his evaluation to go to the draft. And, you know, so that doesn't surprise me. That's some things that would happen for NC State fans. But transferring? Man, that rumor popped up yesterday, and everybody, IPS, Pack Pride, everybody was, was running with it. Everybody's talking about it. And like my scam iPods, AirPods. This thing is sending up a lot of red flags for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to think. Like I'm just going to assume it happens because everybody's pretty sure it's going to happen. Now, Manny's dad posted on Facebook today that the rumors were not true. Manny's dad also said yesterday directly, I can't confirm or deny this, which is such a, weird statement to say. And then today says, you know, the rumors aren't true. Now, I don't know if that means the NBA rumors or if that means the transfer rumors, right? He could be a wordsmith and, you know, messing with us. I don't know. But to me, a guy like Manny Bates that decides to transfer after playing, he played every minute. (laughs) He played 28 minutes a game. He played every minute he could play that he wasn't in foul trouble. And next year he was going to play even more minutes. And for him to decide to transfer, like I don't know about you, but to me, yeah, I get the intrinsic issues with college basketball and the transfer portal. That's for another discussion. To me, you're losing a guy like that 
at a time like now, something's up, man. Right? Am I crazy? No, I mean, let, all right, let's take a, take it back. Shaquille Moore in his situation. We kind of caught word around February-ish that, mm-hmm. um, that he was probably going to transfer. And that was kind of a slower process. This was like the day of, the day after, like, boom, you know, shit hits the fan. And this thing is a, a train hitting the tracks and it's going. There's no stopping it. Like this is this is happening right now and it's 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 full steam ahead. Um I've talked to you, I've talked to a couple of guys uh from different NC State outlets. Um it sounds like this is pretty set in stone. And I'm with you. It's weird that one, it's set in stone so quick to the fact that it that it's so late in the transfer portal. Because, I mean, Manny Bates hitting the transfer portal, that's a big name I feel like a that's lot a of teams name. are going to be after. You know what I'm huge. saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's like why, if you're going to make up your mind at, it's, at this time, why wait so late? Um, I, I don't understand that. I also, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. This guy was getting 30, 30 plus minutes a night. Um, he had every reason to succeed as if he wasn't already the guy down low. Now he is the only guy down low. Yeah. Um, now, if he wants to go play for Patrick Ewing in Georgetown, because that's kind of the rumors we're starting to hear, I get it because, you know, he's such a legend. And, you know, if you're going to learn from anybody, I mean, that's the guy you want to learn from. I, I get that. But I mentioned it on my pod. I just don't feel like whatever Patrick Ewing is going to tell him or coach him through, I think he's kind of, I wouldn't say reached his peak in college. Like he can, there's still room for improvement. Um, but there's nothing that Patrick Ewing will tell him that the NBA won't tell him, which is why I feel like it makes a lot more sense for him to go to the pros rather than staying in college and maybe boosting your offense by a couple of points and maybe a rebound or two. Um, he, he still lacks the tangibles of hands rebounding. He's a little soft outside of just straight up blocking the ball into the stands. I'm, I'm not sure it honestly, it confused me when, when I heard transfer pro that makes sense. I kind of was preparing myself already for him leaving next year. Cause I think honestly by year three at the end of year three, I think Bates could probably go pro and maybe even get drafted. Um, I, Honestly, I'm at, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what's happening right now in the current state of Wolfpack basketball. To me, there's nothing that Manny was developing. If you look at, if you go back and look at last year and the year before, where he was the year before, he was developing. Man, I, I thought he was really. He's a different player from year he's one. A, yeah, year different two. player. Like offensively, right? He's just left and mm-hmm. right. He was doing. He was doing things that he hadn't done before. Yeah, he had moves in his bag. He almost doubled his points total for sure. Yeah. And so for him to transfer to anywhere, I don't care if he goes to Kentucky, right? If he's transferring, the excuse that he's going to you know play for Patrick Ewing and to develop a big man, he's gotten better. He's gotten a lot better. If he made that same strides this year, and we, we talked about it, you and I talked about it specifically, if he learned – if he improved his hand, if he spent the offseason catching tennis balls and shooting free throws, he would up his production, his point production 
you know, he'd, he'd double it, right? He'd be 20 and 10 guy. Yeah. Definitely. He's athletically that, that gifted for that size. So what are you, you're going to transfer to Georgetown? You're going to follow Omir Yurtsevin's footsteps to Georgetown? Mm-hmm. Man, and, something and, and, just. Uh, and and albeit, albeit, uh, look, NC State was going to be bad with Bates next year. They're going to be really, really bad next year without him. Um, now, granted, the Georgetown did make the tournament. They won um, the Big East. But they also finished dead last, and they just lost a number of players. Is he trying to just go to a situation where situation where he is the only guy on the team, period, or or is he tr- just trying to learn? He's not really con- concerned about winning. Um, and and I mentioned that again on my pod. I just don't think that players are really invested in winning. I feel like winning is just kind of a, oh, great, look at that. We, we won some games. We got far in the tournament. Great. But at the end of the day, all I care about is making the NBA. And I think that Manny does have a real shot at making the NBA and playing in the NBA for a few years. Um, I agree. The, the, the transfer thing, it's just weird. Now, I don't know if, if I can say it on here or not, but I'm going to go ahead anyways. I've been hearing some talks about lack for a better term – sabotaging going on behind closed doors uh, from Keats. And, you know, yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it, you want to talk about is, it? We can. Yeah, no, this is, this is our member spot. We can talk about it. You All know, right. I, I was thinking, you know, we talked about in back in February, heard the rumors Shaq was, Shaq was wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. And James Henderson put it out there. He's heard that Shaq wanted to leave in October last year. So, Whatever. Very this early. Been, yeah, this has been pending, right? And we heard Old Miss. I specifically said Old Miss, mm-hmm. and found out this week that indeed he wanted to go to Old Miss. And Keats found out that Old Miss was tampering, and stepped in. Now I don't know what that means as far as you know what he did. Did he call up whoever the Old Miss coaches? And say, hey, you know, do this or else or back off or else. Right. You know, which I expect almost any coach to do. But when you also hear that Shaq wants to go to Marquette and Keats calls his buddy Shaka and says, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't take this kid. You can see how tensions would be high. Mm hmm. Right. You could see where other players would, would see that and be like, man, he's not looking out for me. I don't know if that's related, but to me, I don't think that's related to Manny Bates directly, but to me, it's um, a cultural issue. Right. There's some sort of control being, what's the right term? Like, Keats wants to be in control. Absolutely. And I think I've, that I've heard as much, at least enforcing that on people and on the kids. And, and I think, I think that's apparent, right? I, there's a lot of things. Look, I like, I liked Keith's personality, right? And I get why people like him, but to blindly defend it, this, right. If, if Bates leaves at this point to blindly say, Oh, it's, you know, it's college basketball. It's a transfer portal, right. To default, to that 
straight away. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can get so, there. Right? So I, I don't think I, he's impervious to criticism is what I was trying to say. So I think, honestly, it's whether you want to say 50, 50, 75, 25, like it's a little bit of both. Um, now that depends on, you know, how the coach handles his players. I feel like it's a little bit of both. Um, these days, players are going to leave and go to a worse situation. We see it all the time. But, you know, I want to bring it back to the Shaquille Moore thing in, in Ole Miss. You know, I had John Newman, former Clemson forward, um, who committed to UNCG under Wes Miller. And then when Wes Miller left for Cincinnati, he left with him. Um, and a number of players have, have followed Cincinnati. I, I know I actually, you, you had a question that I asked John, you know, do coaches do other coaches from other programs ever hit you up or, or vice right. versa or whatever? And he shot it down. John shot it down. And John's a very s- straight up standard guy. He's a, he's a very decent guy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to take him at his word. I mean, I know him personally. Um, and he said that coaches don't do that. So I can see um, a little bit of turmoil there or whatever the case may be. I've also heard that you know, under Shaka Smart at Marquette, there was some, lack for better term, sabotaging going on by Keats. Now, whether that's Keats letting Shaka know what type of person and or player Shaq is, could just be coaches talk like, hey, these are some positive, these are some negatives. That I don't have a problem with. But someone I talked to who is very in touch with NC State used the term sabotage. I don't think you really throw that term around lightly and this guy has a very close relationship with Shaquille Moore and I'll be honest with you I feel like Shaquille Moore it doesn't surprise me about when you said you know he was thinking about transferring back in October it doesn't surprise me one bit because I feel like he was following Josh Hall's footsteps and when he saw Josh Hall wasn't going to commit he thought well you know shit it's too late I'm, I'm here now let's just go ahead and do this and that's why you know his heart wasn't fully in it uh, I'm hearing that he was late sometimes didn't even show up to practice uh, which is probably exp- explains why after that Carolina 17-point game where he basically won it for us, I, I'm pretty sure the following game, like he didn't play in the second half or, or his minutes were reduced, something like that. Um, it's all kind of clicking. You know, it, it's kind of smoke and mirrors right now with Keats. You know, he's, um, it's almost like a politician. It's, you know, thumbs up, smiles, everything's good on the inside, on the outside, but on the inside, behind closed doors, Completely different person, completely different person, personality, whatever. I've heard from former players um, back in his Wilmington days, like they are not fond of Keats. Now that could possibly be, you know, him just being the head coach. The head coach always gets the shit into the stick. But I know plenty of head coaches that <laughs> are, are just good guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and their players would never say something like that about them. So at this point... I hate to say this because like, I, I don't want to because as a fan, I want to believe in my coach. But at this point, it kind of seems like a cancer is festering in the locker room, which is why we're seeing so much roster turnover, so much coaching turnover. Um, this is now bleeding off the court. This isn't just an on-the-court talent issue. You know, We've gotten some solid talent, but and he's supposed to be this great recruiter and whatever, but... I feel like it's starting to bleed off the court. You know, going back to your John Newman comment, and I listened to that pot. That was really good. A really good interview. And I, I'm pulling for John now. Hey, appreciate that. Good guy. I, what I think 
or what I wonder is how much the back channels have something to do with it, right? Was somebody in Shaq's camp reaching around and talking to people, right? Was that going on? Is that how those coaches make connections rather than just flat out reaching out to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, you gonna you want to you think about leaving? You're not playing a whole lot. You know, Deontay Allen, you want to leave Kentucky? You want to come out to this Where, way? Where's Mac? Where's Mac with the, <laughs> with the bot? <laughs> so like, I wonder how much of that happens. And I think that would probably be the case. Right? I don't imagine there's much direct contact. I think it's probably some sort of back channel and there's some sort of deniability like, Hey, I didn't do it. Uh, I don't know what Quincy Hall might be doing or, you know, somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I think we we're talking about this in, in the pod chat this morning. And I think Bill actually said it really, really well. Is that I'm going to read this quote. I do not understand why people are trying to make excuses for Keats. He's going into year five and has a potential future pro willing to transfer out at the 11th hour. That's on the coach. And and that's hundred percent how I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get the transfer portal makes it easy, but man, well, especially this season, there's no penalty. There's no penalty transferring. I mean, you can automatically play. That's why Kentucky is getting a plethora of, of guards and, and whatnot. Um, I, I, it's, it's tough because, so I'm in the boat of the first three years. I don't care what our record is unless we don't win a game. Um, I, I give the coach three years. You have to get your guys in there. You have to get your freshmen from your first year, you know, experience, whatever. I give them three years. And then after that, that's when I start to get hard on them. Look at Danny Manning. Danny Manning was probably one of the worst coaches in Wake Forest history. And he got what? 11 years. Was it? or I want to say it was 11 years, might've been less, but he got a good amount of years and it's like Wake Forest was okay with being mediocre. I don't think state fans really want to be mediocre that long. And I'd rather get ahead of this curve. Cause I said it weeks and weeks ago, months ago, actually. Um, I want to be ahead of Carolina and Duke by the time Roy and Kay are gone. Well now Roy's gone and they're still recruiting better than us. And they honestly right now look like they're going to end up in the better seating than us. So I want to catch this ahead of the curve if there really is no light at the end of the tunnel. Because I don't know about you, Evan, but I've never been this down on an NC State basketball team ever. It's I'm not sure where I feel about it right now. I mean, I don't have – I'm not super optimistic. Mm-hmm. Right? The situation's not good right now, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, Something just doesn't smell right to me. And if you go back to last season, not this past year, but the year before that, and CJ Bryce getting the mysterious concussion at practice, mm-hmm. uh, you hear about guys running till they throw up at practice. You hear about uh, Braxton Beverly getting hurt in the shoot around. These sort of things. These sort of things add up to me, right? It's not a one-off instance, instance, right? And it's not of hey, this this kid's you know you can't cut it or you know Braxton Beverly and Keith like Keith's apparently love Braxton Beverly. At least that's what he showed. Yeah, that was his and, son. <laughs> yeah, and Braxton like Brax played a lot. He was you know hard worker, whatever, and decides to 
pass up an extra year to go to Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. All these things come together in my mind, and it just makes me like, what is really going on there? Right? You don't. He's clearly doesn't have the culture that Dave Dorn has built on the football side. Right? Mm-hmm. The it, it's more like that twenty. 19 season where you hear the rumors of the football team, uh, Peyton Wilson stand up and is like, Hey, if you don't want to work get the F out. Right. And those guys all bought in and those guys were all together. It doesn't sound like Dave has fostered that sort of culture. Or, I mean, Keats has Keats, fostered that, yeah. kind of, that kind of culture. Yeah. Right. It just seems these critical pieces leaving like this, like Bates just, I, I get Shaq leaving a lot of guards and that sort of thing. And, you know, whatever that, that's, that's at least understandable. Yeah, that, move, leaving, that move made sense. It it just, you can get it right. You can, you can, I, I can come to terms with that's going to, that's going to happen. Right. Kid wants to play yeah. more. He sees a lot of guards coming in. Okay, sure. Bates, who is going to be a starter. He's going to play a ton of minutes. He is your, really your only big, Deciding to transfer at this point is very eye-opening to me. It's just weird how, and again, how quick this ball got rolling. I mean, this is like a a day and a half of rumors, now facts, and and now worry. Like it's it's there was no it was all one motion. There was no like hmm, Manny may transfer, Manny may go pro. No, it's Manny's not coming back. It's a fact. We're just waiting on it on you know to hear it from the horse's mouth. Like it's just boom, just like that. It's it's done. And yeah. there's no honestly, there's no culture at NC State in, in terms of hoops right now. I'm all for the the cool coach, you know, the you know, I dress nice, like I, I can relate, like I'm I'm with the times, coach, whatever, that's cool. But that shit goes out the window when you start losing players left and right and um, you're not winning games. Because I'll put it to the test. I feel like we're one of the, you know, maybe hundreds of schools that that have lost more players than any other school. I mean, we we have been gutted this offseason. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't know really what, what else to say about this, man. It's it's. You know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? You ever like see like a, a horror movie and there's like a creepy house and you're just like, I don't know, like this this doesn't seem right. Like something's up. But you can't put your finger on it until yeah. it's too late. You're trapped in the house. I feel like that's honest to God, like what is happening right now? Like yeah. we were sold a bill of goods. We were sold great stuff at the beginning, that great first year, the overtime win against Carolina. Markel was playing some of his best basketball. Al Freeman was a great transfer. I was like, you know, we, we got like guys that we needed to make a good team. You know, Al Freeman and, and um, Sam Hunt, proven shooters, proven players that can immediately impact. And then since then, man, it's just, worse and worse and worse and maybe maybe keats is an asshole on the court you know i know for a fact that that does not resonate with players these days because you know again players are a little bit softer these days you just have to deal with it you got to evolve with the times 
So maybe he's just not relating on the court like he should be. I don't know. I just I have a terrible feeling about how this is going to play out. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I you question his ability to keep it together at this point, right? You know, you know, you, I, you don't have any big, so I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to play Gant at the five or like six Gant eight, bigs, and which whatever it's college year, you can live with that if you have enough shooters. Do we have enough shooters? No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and we don't have enough rebounds. It'd be different if it was six eight and averaging yeah. seven eight nine rebounds. Yeah, I, literally, I, I I don't care for any of the. You know, I I don't really put a style on it, right? Keats is a, a shoe guy, and he likes to dress nice and whatever. That's fine. That's his thing, whatever. But does it? You've got to. Does it? I don't know. Like it makes me wonder if he appearances are more important, right? Than. Everything like public appearances are more important than what's happening behind the scenes. And to me, if I'm boo, I'm like, and if Manny decides to leave, I'm going up to Kevin's office and I'm like, man, what's going on? You know, right. Find out what's happening. He's definitely not keep going back. The Portland state coach who says, I don't eat breakfast. I'm going to drive my minivan to work because I want to get there hungry and (laughs) I want (laughs) to earn it. I'm like, like that's a different mentality. That's culture. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I guess I think he's he's building a, a very hungry culture, but he's building something something else. Like I I don't know if we're doing that. You know. So I had a question um, that never really got an answer, but I'll, I'll ask it to you. Um, right. I I believe that there's another what two years left in Keats' contract. Is it two three? I, I know he got extended. Um, three. Uh, I think it's four. It might be three after this year. It was four before this year. I'm not sure. It's three or four, somewhere in that range. Okay, let, let's just say three uh, for yeah. sake argument. Let's say we don't even make the NIT this year because I'll be honest with you, I can't expect us to make the NIT with this current roster. Um, let's say we don't make the NIT. Now he's got two years left. Let's say the talent, the transfer, still depleted. You know, our, our best player at that point is probably going to be Cam. Um, and no offense to Cam. I love Cam. Cam is, is an incredible player, and I think he is going to do great things. But Cam, junior year, best player, averaging probably about 12 points a game. Um, at what point is enough enough and you get him out earlier than his contract? Because uh, that's that that is the rumor mill around fans. Like, fans right now are not – highly fond of Keats even before this. Now they're really not fond of Keats. Well, so, I don't know, what, man. I, what do I you think, think you got that. I think it's split. I think you got the people who maybe view it like us where, you know, it, it's fishy, but I think you have a lot of people that still like Keats because they don't pay close enough attention, right? They see his press conferences. They see him talk and uh, he's engaging. But I think to me, you know, I pay close enough attention. I have to look at all these things. And to me, there's some, some red flags there. I think the writing's on the wall. I don't think they're going to be good enough that one, somebody else is going to want to poach him, mm-hmm. which is all the rumors were heard last year. So he either leaves and takes a lesser job on his own 
mm-hmm. or, you know, we just, unless we have, you know, catch lightning in a bottle somehow next year, then booze and like has to look at the direction of his basketball team and say, Hey, you know, there's too many, there's too many red flags here and there's too many issues because I'm sure he knows he's got a better understanding of what's going on than we do. But you know, how, how important is that to him? And people keep saying, talking about the money and I don't think the money will get in the way. I think you saw it this year after the pandemic, somebody will step up either a donor or like somebody, some school took a loan out to find their coach. Right. I mean, it's just, they'll find the money if they want to. And it's worse to keep a guy that is going to do more harm than good to your program. And I think Keats just doesn't have, I think Keats could probably write the ship a little bit if he had a better staff, a more experienced staff, as opposed to hiring, you know, his financial advisor or uh, a coach that was not successful anywhere else. Right. I think we've had a few of those guys and he needs an experienced guy on his, his staff. And uh, people always talk, point to Bobby Lutz for, Mark Godfrey and whether you like lose or not, that's he's an experienced guy. He won at Charlotte. He had those, he, he brings that perspective and Keats is going to need to do some work in order to do that. But right. As it stands right now, I'm with you. I'm not super confident. We're going to finish anywhere that's going to satisfy most people. And it's such a critical time. Like we've talked about with all the other programs going to be going through some kind of turnover. Uh, from their coaches, from their long-time legend coaches. It's just going to be – I think we're going to be right in the, that mix next year that we're not going to be good enough that people are going to be happy. And I think it's going to be some real conversations had. So that's what I think. Well, we could always go after Dino after all his extortion cases. What? <laughs> yeah, dropped. so something's going on in Louisville. <laughs> I, 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 I saw some comments, and I've said this before, that – Chris Mack and Dino go way back. So for him to fire Dino, something had to happen. This was, he got fired a couple months ago. Something had to have happened. So this is according to Jeff Goodman. Um, Former Louisville assistant Dino Gaudio was pissed he got fired and threatened to report rule violations regarding recruiting videos and the use of graduate assistants in practice in order to try and get paid for another year plus. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just got remember uh, reminded about this. Uh, I don't know if you saw Richard Howell even was shocked by the uh, Manny Bates news. <laughs> it, it's just a rumor, right? I mean, it hasn't happened, right? Everybody's like, it's oh, just I mean, this guy. Uh-huh. This guy's like ten years out, and he's and he's just as shocked by it. I yeah. Mean, that's the thing. Players only have to be, and I mentioned this before on my on my episode. Players only have to be twenty five percent ready. As long as you're twenty five percent there as a prospect, an NBA scout's going to walk into your living room and tell you we're going to draft you. And when they don't, every fan base is going to be looking at their player like, "See, told you." But they're going to be making money. Former assistant, former assistant University of Louisville basketball coach Dino Gaudio has been federally charged with extortion. Man, good times. At least we're not dealing with that. I don't know. Right. You know, half half glass full. (laughs) Yeah. 
anyway, we'll see what happens with this. Um, weird, man. You know, just never a dull moment. Really never a dull moment. And, and I, I, I would, I would like Banny to stay. I, I don't know if that's um, realistic or not, but I would like him to stay. Yeah. So. I mean, fans, fans love a big guy that can block. It doesn't matter if he's here for a year or four years. Right. I mean, BJ right. Anya was terrible, but he was a big guy that can block. And yeah, that's what fans love. Yep. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to Matt. Thanks for joining me uh, at the last minute, middle of the day, and then waiting for me to deal with some nonsense. Oh, but. dude, of, of course. I love talking about the horrible state of <laughs> NC State basketball. <laughs> Yeah. It's always a blast. <laughs> Misery loves company, I guess. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, thanks for listening. We'll have more content out this week. I'm going to do a pod tonight with Chance, talking about baseball. I'm going to try to find Will, get him back later in the week. Uh, we got to talk some Dave Dorn stuff. We got to talk the uh, max menu of $15, $15 football team. So we'll be back. As always, thanks for listening. Go back. I was raised by the waves